Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. Guys, Yeah, it's been a depressing couple weeks back here, not sure. with you two, not in Vegas, not winning money, not <laughs> podcasting, Every not eating time. steaks, not drinking wine. Um, so, but we're back and I thought it'd be interesting to do a little oh bit God, of a recap. Man. Why do you have to put it in like a concise sentence like that? I'm really sorry. Also, do you um, think humans could live... As great as we lived for that, like forever. Like yeah, if somebody, I, if that's just somebody's life. Would that even be interesting? I, yeah, I think I think you got to have the lows, like you being gotta, home with your children, yeah. <laughs> to, to put them with the highs yeah. in Vegas. And, you know, they would just seem regular if we weren't, uh, we didn't have the lows. Um, but no, I thought I thought it'd be interesting to cap off what I thought was actually a pretty interesting fixies. An excellent two shows, if I might say so myself. Oh, I thought they were great. Um, I thought they were a lot of fun to listen to. Not a lot of people are listening to them now, so if you just tuned into this one and didn't listen to the last two, uh, we hope that you'll give a listen to them and find I out what I think part of like. the problem is like a lot of people aren't caught up with this this past year's movies. Mm. Well, that's their fucking problem. I'm th- I think we should stop being so nice to these people that we know are listening. And <laughs> the and, few people that we know are listening, and and not and not paid for our trip, or the yeah, better yeah. part of it. So, um, well, guys, so um, I just I kind of wanted to discuss a few things, but um, I will say that I actually last night watched uh, Brantley's recommendation for the Fixies Val the um, documentary on uh, it's available on Amazon Prime about Val Kilmer, and I thought it was quite wonderful. Um, I uh. I was in a little bit of an emotional state last night, to say the least, and I, I may have, there, the room may have been, you know, <clears throat> full of nuclear Chernobyl dust uh, <clears throat> getting into my eyes, but no, it was a very, very good movie um, and very poignant, and, and um, so I want to thank Brantley for, and everyone for sending in their voice memos um, for their recommendations. I thought they were really fun to have, and glad to glad to have them and um uh, i hope people will continue to do that um not just during the fixies but um throughout the year uh so um yeah look i here's where i want to start dune we all kind of left the ire of the fixies on a high we were with a beautiful meal in front of us and um, we did not when we were recording. We did not have a no, no, no. I mean, in front Can of I us. Can I also as in, like, add in the, that oh. uh, it's St. Patty's Day, and I, it is St. Patty's Day. I may be a wee bit drunk, so just anyone listening, it'll be it'll be a normal podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's our really what we Jeremy's, should do is Jeremy's. It's St. Patty's Day. Jeremy's more sober than he typically is. Yeah, what, what's the what I'm trying to say is I'm, I'm catching up. What's the average? What's our average BAC on a podcast? Like point zero seven. 
Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so that's if, a good if question. I would, if I can get back on track, please, Jeremy. Sure. It's St. Patty's Day. It's St. Patty's Day. So, the three of us landed on a little film called Dune for the Fixie for Best Picture. Mm. Uh, we left and we were feeling, even Jeremy, whose pick was Dune for number yes. one. <laughs> Was feeling a little underwhelmed. Um, so I want to talk about that, guys. It's not something we really explored, or at least if we did, I don't remember it. So. Because we like to we like to point out like different films. Like I, we're not like the whole point of this podcast is to introduce people to interesting films and good films that are available that maybe you know you you didn't think about. You wanted to give it a second chance or whatever, and. We we clearly review big films as well, but it never ends up being that. It just filters down to the biggest movie of the year is the winner. And sometimes that's the case, I guess, but it's a little disappointing when we're here saying, yeah, Tune was the best movie of the year. And, and, and we had this conversation, and I think it's going to end up being true eventually. Um, but we had the conversation shortly after, and it really came from our conversation on the Fixies that, like, Worst Person in the World is probably the best movie of the year. And recency bias kept it from really... Or anti-recency get, bias. Yeah, recency yeah. unbiased. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or whatever. We're trying not to be, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because we had just... We, you literally had to see it a week before to even consider it. And... We're like, yeah, I mean, I mean, me personally, the conversations we had on the Fixies were like, yeah, I think <laughs> that might be the best one. Yeah, it's funny. So, you know, we do, I think we do kind of pride ourselves on recognizing great movies that aren't necessarily recognized, you know, more broadly, but... If you look at the, but we're not like an indie pre- podcast. It's not like we no, go our, for the, the previous indie. two years. Our best picture winners for the Fixies were Parasite and Nomadland, which both won the Oscar for best picture as well. And now we've got Dune winning, which I don't think is going to win. But no, you know, it's we're not as niche as I think we're suggesting here. It's just I think the weird thing about Dune was like it just felt so obvious. Like Dune was a great movie. We all loved it. It it got three Oscar wins, as a matter of fact. Um, Oscar wins. It got Oscar wins. It got three three fixie wins. What are you drinking? Nothing. That's the problem. Yeah. (laughs) Um, October. Three fixie wins. I got that. It's clearly a movie that we all really loved. (laughs) Yet we were like, I don't know. I just think we're not used, especially this day and age. A big budget, massive scale movie like that isn't really often that good. Lee, so, what? Where was Dune on your list? Four, and it was three on mine. Yeah, it was one. And on it was mine. one on Jeremy. Now, what? Yeah. where where does that fall in points? Well, How many points do you Jeremy. get? So four. It was twenty five points. Um, so four is uh, seven points. Three is eight points. So I was paying. I I, I looked at this because again I was like. Being like, man, should I have put worst person in the world first? Now, assuming you are you guys' list stayed the same, had I put worst person in the world first, Dune still would have won. Um, mm. 
was worst person in the world was my number three, it wouldn't have earned enough points to catch Dune. But, I mean, it was essentially all in our top fives. You know, you guys, it was both in your top three. Villeneuve was my number one director of the year. I think, Jeremy, yours too. Yep. I mean, this is... We shouldn't be surprised. And among some of the uh, other interesting statistics I had about the Fixies and Fixie history, I told we, we realized this uh, in the aftermath of the Fixies, but since the cinematography category has been introduced, which was 2018 when we came back to the podcast, um, every year of the Fixies, cinematography, director, and picture have all come from the same movie. Wow. Ugh. And I don't like that this year, and I've been very vocal about the fact that I think the biggest fix... Everything else I'm, I can live with, but I think the biggest fixie snub of the year is cinematography, and I think Janusz yeah. should have won for but West Side Story. you can't call it a because snub. Lee because Lee didn't even nominate it because he was just like, no, no, I'm not even going to be interested in this movie. That's fine. It's not going to get a nomination. It wasn't one of the top five for me, but that's not the point. But it should have been. I mean, it was clear. It Chapin, wouldn't have won anyway, even it if it was my five. It was the best cinematography of the year. I don't know if that's true. Chapin? You guys say that like Vil- like um, Greg Fraser's cinematography wasn't incredible. It was. It was my number two, but I was not blown, ab- blown away by any cinematography other than Janusz in West Side Story. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I think uh, I think you have to give the edge to West Side Story if those two are are sort of equal in competence in your mind, which I know they aren't for you, Lee. Uh, but um, if you know, so much of I think what we love about Dune is production design, is visual effects, is um, you know costumes and wardrobe and locations and things like that. I mean, I think. Frazier does Definitely a great locations. job. Um, but yeah, just again, I told you guys the camera movement was such a big deal for me. And I, I just I just thought it was ingenious in mm-hmm. in um, West Side Story. And and um it, it to me it to me it was leaps and bounds above above Dune. And and but the thing the thing about that is is and this is a tough thing that I thought a little bit about. Oh, also, by the way, oh. Dune was my third, not my second. So uh, I think it was also leaps and bounds above my second, which was Nightmare Alley. Um, but what I will say is that, look, like, like let, when, we, when we think about what, who we reward with this award, right? Like, best cinematography, I think, you know, we all love... Jesus. We all love... <laughs> uh, we all love cinematographers. We love the art of, uh, f- you know, photography and movies. We talk a lot about them. We, you know, so they're, they're our heroes in some ways. Right. And so, um, and the same goes with directors. And so when you break down like what, who to give this award to, I don't know, like, like Villeneuve is a pretty powerful force, but nobody moves the camera like Spielberg does. And he's done that with different, he's done that throughout his career. And, so I think like I'm not mad that Greg Fraser got. I think he brought something to Villeneuve's movie that a little something that hasn't been there in other movies. And um, so I'm not mad that he got the award, but I think the cinematography. Just if you're, I think the cinematography is better in West Side Story. But like you know, you look at director, right? Like uh, my best director was Spielberg for West Side Story, but like that was nowhere near my favorite movie. But I just think it was extraordinarily directed. And I, I, I agree, Chapin. 
And and it's like, you know, you got to when we break these categories down, we do that for a reason. We don't just I mean, obviously, that's a terrible statistic because we're just rewarding the movies we like the most. But, um, you know, it's. But that's what it came down with me. It's like uh, like Spielberg was my second favorite director, but it wasn't my favorite movie. I kind of went with my favorite movie as my favorite director because. Oh, I thought like, oh, you know, there's that. But I totally get where you're coming from. I just I just mean like it's not interesting, nor is it there's no reason to have different categories if you're just gonna every time give best director to the person who made the best movie. And I don't think, especially on a list like this, Spielberg. But it's Villeneuve, weighted. It's weighted, and, right? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like I mean you weight how good the movie is into well, take, the it's direction. It's part of it, sure. It's, it's got to be part of it, and that's but, where... I mean, in this why, case, you were the only Spielberg one that didn't win had for me. Dune at number one for director and picture. Um, I had I had Villeneuve as director, but he was not, Dune was not my number one for best picture. In fact... The only reason Villeneuve won over Spielberg is because I liked the film more. But I... I think I put Spielberg so high even though West Side Story isn't really very high on my list of films because I appreciated the direction so much. But end of the day, the product that was given, Dune was my favorite movie of the right. year. Right, so, but then what's like, the point of having a... You have to put a... that, like, you have to balance that, right? But I guess that's my point, is that having a best director category, you're singling out direction. And it was... And if you're if you're if you're making a distinction between direction and best picture, you have to say, this was direction and this is what I liked. And your favorite movie of the year was was Dune, but was that the best directed movie of the year? That doesn't mean I, it's the best movie. It just means it's the best directed. And I think, for no, me, I for know. my personal I get, I get, experience, I get the categories. No, I understand that, but but you know, I don't like musicals. I hate musicals, but I enjoyed so much West Side Story. And so his ability to take something inherent that I don't like yeah. and making it something I do like is incredible. No, that's I why agree. he got one. But someone taking a, a, a deep sci-fi book set in space and, you know, making a movie out of it, like you already got a couple legs up on yeah, the old Yeah, But you also had list. a I mean, you could look at it in this way, you could compare it to the original Dune and be like, This is a very good director that couldn't do that. I, I just feel like in this conversation, like I, I know it started as you guys trying to point out who, that who was Worsley, my, my best director, mm-hmm. was Villeneuve. Hmm. I feel like this conversation is leading to a major, major undersell of Villeneuve's work here, and we talked a lot, like in in detail about what he did so well directing this movie. It's not just that his movie was great; it's how he built this world. It's how he, you know brought his audience in and allowed his audience to understand and know what to follow and pay attention to and and create these visuals and these huge set pieces, great scenes, great action, great use of music. All the pieces were done so well in Dune. That's great direction. The movie was my number four. All right, here... Look, like, I just didn't... To me, me the, the, the end didn't justify the means with West Side Story. And... You know, maybe you can say that I'm not separating the categories well enough by saying that. Maybe that's true, but but that happens. You know, I just think we've all been guilty of that. Whether it's a you know a performance that we 
that was good, I mean, but the movie wasn't good enough I or whatever. I honestly think you missed something with West Side Story, Lee. I really do think you missed something. It's possible. I didn't like it, though. I mean, I didn't. I don't deny the quality of the filmmaking. I feel like I, I didn't like, think the performances you, were like good. I do. I feel like you got annoyed like twenty minutes in, and then it was over. <laughs> Maybe I don't think that was the case because there were a lot of the end was actually one of the more interesting scenes for like the final you know half hour or whatever was the yeah, most interesting part like, of the movie. For fuck's sake, finally. I also, what I really didn't like were a lot of the performances in this that movie. Which I thought I they also were distracting. With I, um, I and you guys nominated a, a lot of performances in it. All right, so so based on all our conversations, which have been very informative to me personally, and like I said, especially with like the worst person in the world, which I didn't have time to process, and then we had the conversation, and that's what's good about these podcasts is because. At normally after a movie we review it we have the conversation and we kind of like go from you know we don't usually differ very much so if you're if a scale of one to ten if you're at an eight maybe you go to a six or if you're at a five maybe you go to a uh, a nine like you know depending on our conversations after the fixie conversation maybe we should Redo, like, just say who would be your number one if it would change. We'll just do categories. Num- your number one, would yeah. it change? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... And I, 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 I could tell you there would be some. The more, I, the more I think about it, I think the best movie of last year was The Worst Person in the World. Um, yeah. I've, I've thought about I that so a lot. <laughs> uh, I really... I mean, but again, this is something philosophically I'd love to discuss with you guys. And Lee, you know, you're, you've got, you obviously own Fixie season, like Jeremy and I never will be able to do for whatever reason, even though there's the, we have the same amount of hours of the day. Um, what do but, you mean? Oh, he owns it. Well, he's, he's that. able to like rewatch movies. You and I don't do that. We're not, we don't, we oh, can't even keep up have, with how many he, he watched the first doesn't have the hours but, we have, yeah. But like the, the, I saw all these movies once, right? And so I didn't think about like how many times I would watch it again or you know, the rewatchability or all that, I sort of just judged it on its own first experience. What I what I would call the 40s way of looking at movies, right? You go to the movies and you see it once and that's probably the only time you're going to see it unless it comes out again in theaters sometime, right? So that movie's got to make an impact on its first re- viewing. Titan was an incredible first viewing. I don't think I'm ever going to watch that movie ever again. I don't have any need to. I will probably watch The Worst Person in the World many, many more times. And personally, it's a lot more... Um, it's exactly what I look for in a movie and it, it is personally very touching to me given like where I am in my life, you know, and it touched me in a way that none of these movies did. And I'm looking at where it is right now. It was number four and the number five is don't look up. The difference between the quality of those two movies is <laughs> extraordinary. Wait, and, I mean, I like in a look. bad way. Yeah. It's a lot. I think it's a lot. Don't look up was my number three, Chapin. So don't. Well, so what, what was worst person in the careful, world for you? Tread lightly. I loved the Lost Daughter a lot, um, <clears throat> but I do I think the worst person in the world is, is probably the best movie of last year for me. I I agree. You know, I Licorice Pizza was my number one, and that is another movie what, which I will watch countless times. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that shakes out over multiple viewings. But I agree. My gut tells me now that worst person in the world was the best movie of the year also 
I said it on the Fixies that Anders Danielson Lee should have been my number one supporting actor. Really liked Woody Norman in Come On, Come On, but I don't know. Anders Danielson Lee should have won that. And I also think Worst Person in the World probably should have been my number one screenplay, although the last dual screenplay was fantastic. Um, and Licorice Pizza was my number two. I yeah, really essentially looking at, like. Looking at my list, I think I did perfect. Well, you had Renata Rainsve way too low. <laughs> Uh, no, the only thing I definitely would change is I think instead of number four, like as we stand Jeremy, now, read, again, read your, read your screenplay nominations. All right, or, I will in a second. Just let me say this: as we stand now, what two weeks away? Like we're not that far removed. Yeah, but I would say I would probably put worst person in the world number two if I had to do it after we had the conversation. Yeah, um, so I would still have Dune number one, but I put Worst Person in the World number two is Best Picture. And my screenplay, which Shapen wants to hear, is Drive My Car number one. I would still keep that. Uh, Don't Look Up number two. I'd probably keep that. Maybe I'd put Worst Person in the World number three, which is currently number four. Oh, although, la- I, you know what? I'm pretty yeah, good at this. Yeah, last is very good. Uh, I'm pretty good at this. Last Duel is number three. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. You had Renata Rainsve fourth in actress. That's, That's what Jeremy low. was saying when he was driving home from the bars today. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to any bars today. I'm pretty good at this drive. I'm pretty good at this drug driving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do you, Lee, go ahead. What did I have? Uh, you had actress. Renata Rainsve, I think, at four no. in actress. Um, I thought I, that was the performance of the year. And I thought we were all going to agree. Yeah, that's another one I would put. I would put. I would put her. If again, if we did it today, I would put her number two behind Kristen Stewart. Mm. That's such a and stacked like, category. It's, it's so. That's, that's what I was just one. gonna say. Because like, okay, Kristen Stewart's great shape, and you had Olivia Coleman right as one. Yeah, it's hard to, to say. Anybody's better than Olivia Coleman. I think that um, was a much more challenging performance than Renata Rainsvase performance mm. that does anything for you hmm. I don't yeah know. i still so i'm i'm not i'm not altering mine that much to be honest at this point but where we've all moved worst person in the world the points now would probably okay, give would, it so number one favorite. i have a question for you guys now on a couple different occasions i think especially for jeremy and i on anders danielson lee uh <clears throat> you know it was well, far I, and away I, I was so excited that like I wasn't the I thought I was going to be on an island. Yeah, um, came no up way. with this no thing, way. and I was okay, so but, excited that Chapin was there too. I guess my question is, I mean, is he was my number two. It's not like us. Is there a need for a points changing assist a change in the in the point pointing system? The reason I ask that is, uh, for example. You know, one interesting thing we could do that is much different than the Oscars is keep our same point system for Best Picture, but also have a separate, not a separate award, but a separate sort of points percentage that is based on how many points the <laughs> it gets. These those movies get in other categories. In other categories, so they yeah. get like bonus points if they won Best exactly. Director or something. Exactly. Yeah. But, so Anders Anderson. Or Danielson so be- Lee because would get she, be- bonus points if it got... Uh, no, 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 no. Worst person so, in the world so the would get bonus world, points. Which probably came in second, and the Fixies could have won because it won two categories, three categories before it. So, mm. um, you know, you award points essentially for... 
uh, for wins in other categories. So that's yeah. a, that's one idea. Another idea is, do you, do we sit on, do each of us sit on a sort of like, um, like a Joker card where where or or like a bonus point where we can award like an extra I don't know whatever would be significant five points where we think the standout, you know, you can do it once. Yeah. So like mine would be it. Renata Rainsve gets. This is the right. performance of the year. This is what's. Right. I'm giving it oh, to. I, I, or you I guys give it to Janusz or something. Right. Yeah, right. I don't mind that. Yeah. I like mm. that idea. If you really feel that strongly about something. And I feel like in most years, at least two of us, if not all of us, would have would give that to the same person. Like the last, the two years prior to this year, I think we would have. It would have been Anthony Hopkins and I think it would have been Saoirse Ronan. I think this year it would have been... Chapin you guys might have given, given it, it to Janish. Or you, Chapin might have given it to Spielberg. Um, I don't know. Let's, Chapin, who would you have given it to? I would have given. I, I, it I think to I would have given it to Anderson Daniels Lee. I think, but he didn't. Anders, yeah, uh, uh, Anderson Daniel, <laughs> Anders Danielson, whatever. <laughs> we yeah, did such a good pro- job with the That's the, the names. problem with that knowing, I, like, because well, that's he won anyway. Yeah. If um, I knew, I would have given it to Janusz. If I didn't know, I might have given it to Anders because I didn't think anybody else would even nominate. Well, him. yeah, you, it's, well, it's, you wouldn't give the point. I mean, you wouldn't give the points real time because you wanted something to win. You would have to decide. Okay, this was far and away, and then you could also just like not give it. That's um, the thing is like the whole idea behind the like the using the bonus point thing is one thing that we we are all very good about not doing is is ranking things based on what we think each other will do. You know what I mean? Like, let's say, for example, well, I mean, you could say this was an example, but like, let's say I liked West Side Story a little bit more than I did, and it probably was going to make a category, but I was like, I don't want this to win, so I'm not going to put it on the list. The reverse of that is you guys know that I didn't like it, but you want it to win, so you give it the bonus points, even though the bonus points should have been to something else. Does that make sense? It's just like it's tempting to not just reward our, you know, our gut, what our thoughts are on, on just our our top five lists. Hmm. I don't know. Something to think about, though. Yeah, maybe we can consult Palmer and Associates and get their opinion, but. Um... Guys, I do want to give us some time to talk about the actual fun we had around the thing. But um, is there anything else you guys that stands out to you that you want to discuss about the Fixies right now? Yeah, the one thing I do want to talk about is, like, we don't have that many, like, crazy left field things that both, like, all three of us don't agree on. I think the biggest crazy left field thing was my best actor. That nobody else really even I don't know if even well, nominated. I, nom- I nominated Mahershala Ali. Okay, so you he was my nominated. number five. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, Woody yeah, Norman see, I good, think is the that's only. That's a good example. Woody Norman is the only person I think from co- basically making Come On, Come On, the only movie that was nominated once. Oh no, now uh, I see. Oh uh, yeah, you're stupid. Number one, King, for that. King King Richard only had one nomination. Um, Sonia Sidney was my number five supporting actress. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, may- like maybe in like three years we can talk about it and then you could be like, Oh yeah, that was like my cemetery junction of that year. <laughs> what was 
with the come on, come on, kid. He was really good in it, Jeremy. I don't know what you're talking about. I already admitted Anders Danielson Lee should have been ahead of him, but um, yeah, I mean, we have good representation. I, I think all I'm of the movies about. on here are accessible too, so like people should seek them out. Um, was there anything for you guys that were you were that stood out to you? And I mean. Woody Norman aside that you that you guys couldn't I mean I had the I had the lost daughter high on a lot of lists uh, it was my number one movie uh you got I don't think it was on either of your uh best picture list was it no that's a- uh no it was on mine it was my number eight um I'm not sure why what Jeremy had Ruth Nega on her actress list for or supporting, supporting actress list supporting. for yeah um not sure what that was doing uh, in the fixies, but you know, that's you know that's little stuff. Yeah, it's not number one. It's not the number one best supporting actor. Well, it also wasn't good. <laughs> that's the ne- difference. Neither was the your pick for number one supporting actor. So we need Chapin to see this movie now. Come on, come on. Yeah. yeah. You need to. You need to decide best actor of the year. Or, or no, ugh, that's not what I gave. That's it. not what it was. Supporting actor. No, well, it's best supporting actor of the year. Oh, I want to know what Jeremy. I want to know what Jeremy would blow right now. Is really what I want to know. Oh no, well, that's what he's that, going to go to. So, guys, let's talk about the awesome time we had in Las Vegas. So, uh, Thursday night, you guys were. That, on yeah, that was awesome. That the was plane, awesome. the plane from hell, the plane yep. ride from hell. Uh, you got in way late. Uh, I was waiting in the most boring part of the Las Vegas airport for you for hours. Maybe and hours. I think maybe the most boring part of Las Vegas. Yeah, the most boring <laughs> hole in all of Nevada. <laughs> and uh, then you guys got there. We had we had some we had some hugs. We had a limo ride to the airport, courtesy of Lee. Thank you very much, Lee. That was awesome. We were supposed well, to drive let's talk around. About that. Like so, the guy was literally there holding. Get your film fix. Placard. Placard, <laughs> printout, <laughs> gold plated. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah. And um, we were supposed to do a, a lap around the strip, but we were all. It, I mean, that was like one in the morning, right? At that. Oh, point, I think right? it was or even was, later than that. Was at that like point, two in the morning. God. And, and yeah. we rallied. Yeah. We were. We were like, oh, should we get some dinner? <laughs> and then uh, we decided not to, which probably was a bad idea. And then, but we had a bunch of drinks in the lobby of the, of, or in the. Um, down the casino floor at the Aria, um, and we retired to our lovely uh, suite, and then woke up the next morning and where Chapin to ch- had to sleep on the cot because apparently right. it wasn't a three person. Yeah, it's a suite for three people with one bed. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, well, where's the, the? But to be honest, kudos to the Aria. That was an incredibly comfortable cot and very easy to stow when we needed the extra room for. The fixies. We woke up. We went to a pretty <laughs> this bad. This is what the people want to hear. <laughs> we went to a pretty bad buffet at the. Uh, yeah, it doesn't the, get our. It doesn't get the, the get your film fix endorsement. Yeah, and as I said, I think again, I think buffets are something that people go to because they like they're it's just ingrained in you as a kid that a buffet is an awesome thing when it yeah. actually isn't. It's like, oh, I can eat everything in the world here, <laughs> and there's so much variety. But then we realize that they don't do anything good there. So yeah, I mean, my my, bucks down the my eggs and bacon and and kung pao chicken was just so good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, somebody else. What else did we do that day? Because I because then because we we had a plan. Well, then we went back for the fixies right. after breakfast. Um, yeah, which we've obviously talked plenty about. Because we did not we did not drink at the breakfast. We specifically said no. They're like, oh, would you like drinks? They were like, not for us. We have the fixies. And they said, oh, I understand. Yeah, Immediately of they yep. understood. Yeah, that was um, at brunch. That was at brunch. And then, then what did we do? So then we went back to for the fixies. Yep. Um, got ourselves cleaned up. Um, we've talked plenty about that. After well, that, we well, had some actually, time. To be fair, to be fair, Lee and I got ourselves cleaned yeah. up. Chapin, Chapin just wasn't as interested in getting himself cleaned up for the live cast, which I'm sure millions watched. Yeah. First, first of all, I was setting everything up. That's why That's I couldn't true. shower. Yeah. Um, then we had some time to kill before dinner. Uh, we went to, uh, where we go to the Paris uh, and got a couple drinks there. Oh yeah. We had a, we, we, what was around about? We had a good walk. Then we realized we forgot the wine. So we had to go back to the hotel. That's where the good oh, walk wow. came from. Get the wine. And then we Ubered to, uh, the Palazzo, um, to go to cut and had a fantastic dinner. Some great wines that you brought Lee. Yep. I, um, mm. There's one more. I got a little inebriated at one point during the dinner. So something and happened because it because it wasn't really. I mean, you thought you were roofied, maybe, but I don't know. It was a very very strange experience because now we don't know. We're not a hundred percent sure how much we really can rely on the breathalyzer. But while I was like completely out of my mind, like not I wasn't behaving badly, but I don't remember certain things and like completely to like almost got to the point where I blacked out and I was blowing like a point one seven, which for the weekend was not that high. Well, that's pretty high. Were you ever blowing a point two? No. And I tried you a couple did. times. So that's the highest that you did. And then, and then, you know, at one point when I, you know, I decided I was going to go outside which if you walk out that restaurant, you're not outside. I didn't realize that at the time. Um, oh, so you weren't even going to the bathroom. You were like trying I don't to get some so. fresh I don't, air. I don't really remember too specifically. Desert. Yeah. Um, but Chapin kind of directed me to the bathroom where I was able to uh, relieve myself of some of the alcohol. And I immediately <laughs> Did felt, I come get you outside? No, you just like caught up with me in the restaurant and like walked me to the bathroom. Oh, um, I don't remember that. <laughs> Oh, so I'm glad they sent you. <laughs> uh, but then I like oh, just they, immediately. What do you mean they sent like they're like you got to take care you. of them. Yeah, you. <laughs> You're the they, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, I immediately felt better. Like I hadn't like I like I hadn't been. You know, I felt like I'd been drinking, but not like immediately felt better. And I've never really had quite that exact experience. So it was very very strange. But I'm glad that that's the way it went because then we got to continue on with our night. And I think we. I don't remember where we ended up going, but we. You know, kind of sat down at a sports book. We didn't do any betting, but just kind of had a nice talk. Chapin ordered what I think were some, maybe some of the worst nachos I've ever had, but they were good at the time. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We had that, a nice, that was a Treasure yeah. Island. Yeah, we was were it? looking. Yeah. We were because yeah. we were looking for the place we went ten years ago. No, that was said, a different time that we were looking for that. We went to okay. Treasure was, Island a couple was, times. That was the, the following day. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. And they said, no, that's been closed for six years. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, we we also lost. I think that was the first time we lost Chapin that night. Mm. When yeah, well, he I went re- back I, and he fell I went asleep back to that same table, and I had a, a nice little nap in the uh, sports book. What were we doing, Jeremy? Were we playing uh, blackjack or something? We were probably winning been? lots of money. Probably winning, yeah. Probably. We were doing really well at the casino. Actually, I did I did well overall. Chapin, obviously. We can get to Chapin's uh, luck, but yeah. like even blackjack and yeah, poker I, and all that, I did or? pretty well. We didn't... Is it luck? It was literally all roulette, Chapin. Yeah. <laughs> it was luck. You got to know when to quit. That's the thing. You quit you when you feel. left, when you got on the plane, and then yeah. you left. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, at the tables, like all things considered, like I don't, I probably ended up losing money, but I felt like I, the the thing is, I won on the last day. That's all that matters. Do we want to talk about what what our Wait, strategy was for I, I want to ask roulette? A question, though. I, I want to understand. Hold on, Chapin, the... Chapin. I just want to talk about our strategy for roulette, which was. Just not do roulette and then wait till Chapin felt something. And then Lee and I would follow behind and we would, he would go and bet on red and then we would go, oh, he's bet. He's about to bet. He's going. You could tell it. You could he tell had when this, you had like, that swagger. walk. Yeah. He had a yeah. walk to go do it. And we're like, oh, and then we follow you and then bet with you. And I, I would say 90% of, of the, time. Of the yeah. time we won. We would all be like walking and talking to each yeah. other, and then all of a sudden, Chapin would nowhere. be like a little yeah. ahead of us, and we'd be yeah. wa- he'd be walking we're, a little we're faster. Like, he's going, he's going, yeah. and you could just tell, and yeah. it worked a lot, and it was pretty incredible. And you know, so needless to say, Chapin was ahead of the game on that. So he, you know, cleaned up a little early, and then was playing with house money most but, of the weekend. But the best bet we made was on horse racing. Oh, that was the most exciting, like. Yeah. Two minutes of my life. Before we get there, I do want to know how we left cut with a a a a tab we won't discuss on air or ever again with anybody, um, and then somehow ended up at Treasure Island. Are we sure that's where that was? I'm sure that's where it was. I don't remember how yeah. we got there. Yeah, I'm not sure did. how we got ended up at Treasure Island either. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, like, I, I don't have Treasure in my Island head right now. But where is <laughs> what, what can where follow is this from <laughs> Treasure Island? How oh, far because remember, we have remember to walk? we went to we went. Where was that place we went to with the was it the Paris? We went to Paris after, didn't we? No, we were at the no, Paris before. That was before. Oh, okay. Mm. Are we really trying to like recap our steps at two no, o'clock no, in the no, morning no. Let's, on let's not Friday night in Vegas? Um, but yeah, such a great time. Um, we, yeah, you got we won some money on a horse. I don't think Jeremy ever paid us for that. Um, I did. Yeah, you owe us seven dollars each. No, that's not true, Lee. I paid you. You might have paid me. It doesn't even matter about the money. That was the most exciting thing ever. We Jeremy said we're going to go with the second best odds to win. Yeah, the horse was the second best odds to win. And we just picked that horse, and God, it was so exciting. <laughs> Our pony was winning at first, and he kind of fell behind. He was in third place, and then in the home stretch, he he pulled it out. Um, we guy, lost our other like sports the guy bets. literally like. I, we were like, we would like to bet on horse racing. He's like, all right, well, you gotta. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? And we're like, the one of the horses. We'd the like horses. To go we'd with like the to ponies. bet on the horse race. He's like, uh. F- I we thought know. it was you like the sting, one. you know? And then he gave us the paper, and I was like, oh, that, well, this one seems not the best, but the yeah. second best. Let's go with that. And he's like, oh, I got it. And then he killed himself, which I thought was interesting. Oh, my God. Um, 
So Saturday, what, I don't, now I don't remember entirely what we did most of the day on Saturday. Well, we went to lunch. Jeremy generously paid for three bowls of ramen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it got all over my pink shirt, which I was wearing, planning to wear for the rest of the trip. Oh, but then so we went to Old a... Vegas. That's what we did, right? We went to Old Vegas. Oh, yeah, we and to, then we um, went to that bar where Chapin got shamed for not drinking a drink. Yeah, they yelled for at him about, through a about megaphone. five minutes. Yeah. yeah. You just got yelled at. Shame, um, shame, shame. We went to we went to Binion's and we're disappointed to find out that they had to use the million dollar stack that we always get our picture taken with. Right, and so then that we wasn't did a there pretend, anymore. Pretend picture, um, with air. <laughs> to use the money, amazing. Then we headed back and um, we went to um, uh, Morimoto for dinner. Well, didn't didn't right? we go to the wheel? Oh, that was after. That was after, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so we went to Morimoto, which was also a really great dinner. Um, we had a, a, a whole fish, like in um, yeah, bone-in fish, yeah, was, which was delicious. I think I think Lee, you liked that the most, right? That was your favorite dinner. Where I mean, me and Chapin were like, "Cut" was definitely the best dinner. So the problem was with Cut is that I like I lost like twenty minutes of it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but the food at Cut, the service at Cut, like I just love the experience at Cut. Like the way you know the way they serve the wine there is like exactly how everything is supposed to be done. You know, I just think that's that stuff was really now, great. Now, Lee, that's a good question for us. So this that was a lovely presentation. Like they, what, you know, there was kind of this guy who like was smooth talking to us and was sweaty. And was like, can I get you some cocktails? And he looked like he looked like a a fat Peter Lorre. Yeah, it was like, well, what's happening? Where are we? With Casablanca. Then uh, a very lovely. Uh, she wasn't a sommelier, right, Lee? She was uh, no. just a, but a, a knowledgeable, lovely woman from Cut came over and. Yeah, Lee tried to charm her, or uh, did charm her, depending on who um, who you believe. I Jeremy think she or Lee. roofied me, um, and and she discussed the wines with us. She poured them into two different types of decanters, which I was wondering if there was a reason for that. They Just brought so them you know two, which one's which. Two different glasses. Um, that was very nice, uh, and and so yeah, that that the presentation of the wine was. They excellent. even do something which is very heart. very old school that. When they're pouring them into the decanters, the candle, a lit candle right, is underneath right. it, so that as soon as you see the sediment get into the shoulder of the bottle, you can stop pouring. Um, uh, it's a very uh, old tradition. Which is tradition. what I do. Yeah, Jeremy does it still, but see, a Jer- lot of the Jeremy wines just, he buys have sediment, too. Jeremy strays the sediment out of his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I spit, um, it, spit it back in. But it was, it was, it was really nice. Um, Lee, I'm wondering, you know, do you decant every, would they have decanted every wine that we ordered? Like, if we had a Pinot Noir, would they have decanted that? Um, it depends. Like a Burgundy, maybe. Like yeah. an older Burgundy, maybe. But not necessarily, um, not necessarily every wine. I mean, like a lot of the wines you're going to have there are going to, are going to be decanted. But the thing is, like, they were also decanting it a little bit for show. Like the two wines we brought should be decanted. It certainly helps them. But they're old and rich, right? Well, yeah, and they're big wines and they'll open up, but they weren't decanting for that long. Like they would pour it into a decanter and then pour it into the glass. Like essentially it's a little bit there for the presentation too, I think. So <laughs> Right, because um, that doesn't do anything to decant it for a half second and then pour it into the glass. Really. Right, at least not for your first glass. Yeah. Um, 
And then Lee embarrassed me about the wine key thing. Don't want to go over that again. Jeremy brought uh, that up. No, it wasn't you me. No, Jeremy said, would you ever be this video of it? He asked the woman, would you ever be caught dead with one of those wing corkscrews? And she replied, no way, not even at home. Yeah. And then we pointed out that you have one. And then she that. apologized so, to you. And... So I bar- embarrassed you, Chapin. Get, get it cheers, right. Cheers for that. Um, um, yep. After Morimoto, though, we went on the, uh, the high roller wheel. Uh, which is a half-hour ride, goes way up over the Las Vegas Strip. All you can drink thirty during minutes that period. I mean, I think it's I think, I think I it's the it. biggest Ferris wheel in the world, right? Like it's enormous. Probably. I mean, you're in. What I didn't understand is you're in like this big, you know, little. <laughs> when we queue described with, it to Chapin, he thought it was like an old school Ferris where we just like sit in the seat. Yeah, there's a bar <laughs> in the actual. I mean, they don't have every drink, and they it's, it was pretty cheap liquor. But I mean, they had my, a bar. My favorite. A bar of the... <clears throat> my favorite part of it was when the bartender uh, described how somebody died. Yeah, stepping getting, out of it. Stepping out of it, like really early on. We weren't even like thirty feet up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, somebody tried to step out and then died, and they had to like well, they change explain... the whole thing." Yeah, because they, like, they don't oh. do shots anymore because somebody oh, was like just like right. pounding so, shots. Which some I guess woo girls that makes were sense. like, "I'd like shots," and he's like, "Can't somebody died from it?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, can't handle his liquor." No, he fell out. <laughs> um. And then, <coughs> was that it for that night? That was the night Jeremy got the most drunk, was Saturday night. Yeah. At one point, he blew a .42. That's not <laughs> real. That can't be real. He was that the guy be... that died on the Ferris wheel. That would be death. We also um, discovered oh. if you if you put liquor in your mouth and then blow... It's going to yeah, blow it's, higher. Yeah, it affects it. Saturday night was also the night we ended up talking for like 20 minutes to the woman at Margaritaville or whatever that made us the pina colada. Nope, Those no one good. remembers that? Yeah, I remember that. Jeremy doesn't seem to. No, uh, Chapin, Chapin doesn't like that night. Uh, and I then Sunday, Sunday rolled around, which was sad because it was our last day, but we made the most of Sunday too. Um, we... We took our time getting out in the morning because we were just going to check out, and then we went to In-N-Out Burger, which, got to say, was not quite what I remembered. It's been probably I've never, 10 I, years since. In-N-Out has always been overrated to me. I'm a Shake Shack guy, though. Everyone That's, knows that. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, and then, what did we do for most of we We just bounced around a little bit, right? Um. Yeah, we went to that. It was like, that big Scottish road race. Hooters thing. Oh yeah, that was a waste of time. The tilted kilt. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was a, a road race, like a running race on the strip. So the strip was closed. I, I think it's called a marathon, Lee. Well, was it a marathon though? I think it was. Or was it just like a five k or something? Um. And we had again another really lovely dinner at the Nomad Library. At the uh, Park MGM, which was oh, a really, yeah. really I cool place. Oh, yeah, I love that place. I thought that place was awesome. Although yeah. I was annoyed when we first got there and they, like, what happened there? It's, they said, don't come in yet. You're well, like, they weren't uh, open yet. Oh, yeah, they just, like, were annoyed. Oh, get out of here. You're not, we're not open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy's recaps of these are just so much more dramatic. 
Get out of here. Um, uh, the color of your skin isn't open yet. What? Oh yeah, that's because... Yeah. Uh, that, and then I went and won $400 at roulette, so no problem there. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... And then it was, it was time uh, to go. And me and Jeremy's was, flight got delayed again uh, going home. Yeah. Because I, think I was f- home in bed before you guys even got. Well, like, I was also point. I was drinking at the airport. Jeremy was pretty drunk was really drunk. Jeremy the at the airport. Jeremy at the airport kept grabbing my leg and rubbing my leg and telling and putting Gaslight Anthem on my uh, Amazon Music because yeah. he said it's really important to him that I love them. Yeah. And I kept falling asleep, and he keep waking, <laughs> keep rubbing my leg and waking me up and saying. What song are you listening to now? <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah, at the that. airport while we were waiting for our plane, I kept falling asleep, and you, insi- I had music, I had my headphones on, yeah, and you yeah. just took my phone and put Gaslight Anthem on, and you're like, you gotta listen. It's really important that you like them. And then every now and then, you'd wake me up and ask me what I was listening to, <laughs> and if I liked it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I just kept going. Like that was the whole thing. It's like we're, we spent the whole Sunday there. We did, we left pretty much sunday night yeah. i was like i just I'm, i might as well keep going at that point yeah um and then that was it and man it was sad getting getting home yeah i slept the whole time which is nice um guys lee you had a plan for our most anticipated movies. i so. did i had a quick little game i thought would be a fun way to kind of quickly discuss some of the movies coming out in 2022 um, we're going to go through it bracket style. I'm going to give you two movies that I've paired up. Um, and we're, and we are each going to just, if you can only pick one, um, which one do you pick? And we'll get oh, to I a like winner that. for our most anticipated movie of the year. Oh, I like um, this. And there's three That's of great. us. So we'll have a winner each time, of course. Um, I've now let's keep in mind as always, there's movies that are going to come out in 2022 that we're not aware of yet or they're not on the list. Um, so there may be some other ones, but we'll we'll kick things off um, with this one, which I think is going to be an easy, easy win. This is essentially like your one seed against your 16 seed. Um, David Fincher is the killer. Um, and Noah Baumbach's White Noise. Mm. No real contest there, but yeah. I know we do like Baumbach. Um, White <laughs> Noise, obviously, is an adaptation. Um, it does star Adam Driver. So Lee, are you gonna like go to the first after the first round and go to the second round and move it on? Well, yeah. So the killer will move to the second round, assuming you we don't all know vote that. for that. Assuming we all that. vote for that. I'm voting for the killer. I am I'm too. Vo- I'm voting for the killer. Um, the killer is, of course, David Fincher's new movie that has um, been sc- oh, with a screenplay written by Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven, and it stars Michael Fassbender. So um, this is going to be juicy. We're excited about that. Um, that's a, that is a that's the heavy favorite to win the whole tournament here. Um, but our next matchup is Killers of a Flower Moon by Martin Scorsese, based on the book. And this is Fables, one um, seed versus sixteen. Seed? I don't. They're not technically seeded. Oh. Um, and then uh, that's paired up with Fablesman, directed by Steven Spielberg, which is supposed to be a real passion project of his. Ugh, I that, go that's kill, that's his like autobiography, right? That's what. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I still gotta go killers. Gotta go killers um, for sure. I do too. I read that book too, which it's it's a really good book. Um, By read he meant listen to it, the audible. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, I also did buy the book with the intention of reading it, and then I listened to it. 
Um, uh, Fableman stars Michelle Williams, Seth Rogen, Paul Dano. Um, anybody else? Why did you Why did you match it up against that one? That would have gone far. I mean, I got to match him with something. Uh, next matchup is uh, the Tom Cruise matchup. We've got Mission Impossible Seven and Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, Top Gun. That's my vote too. I'm surprised you guys didn't go with Mission Impossible there. Somebody we've seen asked, so many of them. Somebody asked me what I was looking most forward to in 2022 and it wasn't like movies it was like in life and you know i said of course like ridley talking or whatever but but the first thing that came to mind was top gun you meant you meant ridley scott (laughs) yeah um no this is here's this is this matchup is the one i call the the matchup jeremy doesn't care about uh jurassic world dominion or ambulance oh ambulance for sure what chapin no way jurassic world Oh, ambulance! Oh, f- what? A, that's an upset to me. No interest in Jurassic World. To, at least ambulance is original. <laughs> is it? <laughs> All right. Next up, how many up, Jurassic fucking parks have we had? The the horror matchup. Men, directed by Alex Garland, starring fresh off her fixie win Jesse Buckley, or Nope, Jordan Peele's newest film. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think maybe I want to give it to Nope. I, I can't really tell what it's about. Um, I wasn't blown away by the trailer. Has there been a trailer for men? There is, and it's quite good. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll trust you, and I'll say men. Now, both of these directors are coming off movies that we didn't love with Us and Annihilation. Yeah. But I think we, bo- we all like what these directors have to offer. Um, so we're both going with men. Jeremy, you don't necessarily have the deciding vote, but do you have a pick? Oh, you're going with men? I'm going with men, yeah. I'm going with, uh, fuck, I don't even remember the name of it, but the Peel one. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Next up, Avatar 2 versus Knives Out 2. Avatar Kni- 2. Knives Out 2. Ooh, comes down to me. Hmm. Why is there a Knives Out 2? I, that's what my feeling is. Why is why, there an Avatar? Why is there an Avatar two? two why is was there an question. Avatar one? Why wasn't there an Avatar two ten years ago? Is really the question. But if there was going to be one, but I think I'm going Avatar two also. Oh God, you guys! Why? This is how Avatar makes their how. That's how Avatar was the biggest box office. Oh, all right. Babylon, Damien Chazelle's newest film versus The Northman. From Robert Eggers. Northman. This is a tough one for me. Babylon's got a North- stack cast, right? The Northman looks so good, but it also, you know, it's not going to be exactly what it looks like with Robert Eggers directing. What's and the I other think one? Babylon is Damien Chazelle's newest movie. Um, I mean, that, that, has a, that has a potential for being a pretty big fixie. Babylon? Yeah. I think so. I think I have to lean towards Babylon only because I haven't really loved Robert Eggers' movies, even though that movie looks so good. Yeah, I'm going Comes down Babylon. to you, Jeremy. I'm going Babylon. Babylon. All right, last matchup. Uh, it's probably one of the least exciting ones, but I needed to make sure we had an even amount. Uh, this is Blonde, directed by Andrew Dominic, and she said directed by Maria Schrader. Uh, If you're not familiar with that, that is based on the article that launched the Me Too movement. 
And Blonde, of course, is a fictionalized story about Norma Jean, played by uh, the... Haven't we done that a million uh, times? Anna de Armas. And Andrew Dominic directed uh, Assassination of Jesse James, so there's some appeal there. What do you guys think? I'm going to go She Said. Hmm. I think I'm going there, too. I think if you'd asked me, like, three months ago, I might have said Blonde, but... There's already been enough of those movies. Chapin, do you have a pick there? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with She Said, I guess. All right. So, on to round two. The Killer versus Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, that's a Can only pick one. one. I, I'm going to go Killers of the Flower Moon. And I, here's why. Wow. <clears throat> I'm going to, just to see, I think because De Niro and Leo are in it together. And it's like, you know, the and past Jesse Clemens. and the future. Yeah, that's true. I think that's interesting. Um, but, uh, I mean, I really, I, I re- you know. The fact I, uh, all right, Lee, I'm going to say this only because I'm, I know I'm going to leave it up to you, but I'm going to say the killer. Yeah, I mean, this is, this should be the finals, right? But it's just the way the the matchups fall. Um, I mean, that might, that has a potential to be Scorsese's last movie. Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm going to pick Killers of the Flower Moon. What? Um, You're picking the Killers of the Flower Moon? I am, and and I'll tell you, part of it is because I've read the book and I'm intrigued. I do have that concern because, like, it's it it's just it is ripe for Scorsese to overproduce it, which he's done in the past. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I feel like, but it has such a small budget. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Two fifty. Jeremy said two sixty. Um, <clears throat> I just think like I don't know. It's are we at a point where Scorsese is starting to be taken for granted? Is that possible? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, but that's a good point. I think a Fincher movie is a is a more rarity to is is worth more objectively than a uh, than a um a Scorsese, a Scorsese movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. All right, but Killers of the Flower Moon moves on. Top Gun Maverick versus Ambulance. Maverick. Top Maverick. Gun. Yeah. All right, Men versus Avatar Two. Men, ah. for me. What? Wait, hold on, hold on. Men movie. <laughs> Directed by Alex Garland. I mean, yeah. it'd be interesting to see this movie get to the final four, but... It's men for me. And Chapin? Well, I'm trying to watch the trailer. I mean, I, I, I'm... Look, like... <clears throat> I know you guys are not as big a Cameron fan as I am, and, and maybe I'm not either, but he always seems to pull it out. He always seems, every time we he makes a movie, you're, we're like, oh, God, it's going to be terrible, or something's wrong with it, but he always pulls it out. And Did he pull he, Avatar out? At the time, yeah. yeah it doesn't I matter think, if it's held up. Have, have any even of us seen Avatar since it was, re, was released? No. Yeah, I have. It's, oh, it's, uh, it's fine. I mean, it's... It's a good movie. I don't, you know. Anyway, so and 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 two, I'm, I mean, I'm curious to see how, like, what happens with the movie. And I think, you know, 
his only sequel that he has made to his own movie, obviously he made Aliens, which is a sequel to Alien, but you know, he made a Terminator sequel, which was better than the first one. And so yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see what, what happens. Wow. So we got to vote for Avatar 2. I think I'm going to go with, man, I, I like your argument, Chapin, and I don't have like super high expectations of men, but I think the trailer is really good. I'm excited about Jesse Buckley. And get I know rid Alex of Garland. Please get rid I know of Alex Garland has has a vision and some talent and is a good writer. It just maybe hasn't come completely to fruition. So maybe with men it will. So I'm going with men. Uh, and finally, Babylon versus She Said. I'm going Babylon here. I think easily. Yeah. Um, so our final four. Hold on, I haven't voted. Well, I mean, yeah, but the the it's two to two to whatever. So I want my uh, vote to be known. You want it to be heard. Yeah, it's like voting in Massachusetts. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Babylon. Okay, there you go. Um, final four is Killers of the Flower Moon versus Top Gun Maverick and Men versus Babylon. I think there's a very clear favorite among the final four. But let's let's get to voting. Killers of the Flower Moon versus Top Gun Maverick. Killers. 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 Okay. And uh, B- Men versus Babylon. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm going Babylon. So that, based on this, now granted, you know the pairings don't always necessarily match up ideally, but this suggests that our two most anticipated movies collectively for this year are Babylon and Killers of the Flower Moon. How would you guys feel if that was actually the case? I mean, seems, seems it, right, you know. Seems close. It's it's really the it's really the killer and killer is the flower moon, but and yeah, when you throw Fablemans in there from Spielberg too is another real but Babylon promising up candidate there for sure. Um, all right, so killers of the flower moon versus Babylon. I'm assuming we're all going killers here. Yeah, you have to. So, um, do you guys think that's gonna win? The fixie for best picture. That's a question. Who who knows, Chapin? We have to watch it. Come on, fix it. No, I know. I know. Sophisticated we have to watch it. than that, Chapin. We have to watch them. That's it's <laughs> way more sophisticated than that. But you have to ask. What is that? Your is that our? It's our most anticipated movie of the year. Is it our prediction? Um, to be the most that's honored what, movie at the fixies. Let's put that's it that what way. I like about the fixies. Is it doesn't matter. Like we we everything's a clean slate. And who you saw worst person it. in the world coming? I know exactly. And then you you decide. I don't I don't like this idea of like oh is that gonna be our favorite? Who? Well, by parasite, being our, parasite. Who? Like we even oh. I mean, by putting it at our most anticipated. Let me just check. That actually puts Killers of the Flower Moon at minus. Minus one fifty to win Best Picture at the Fixies. Um, the odds. Oh, how'd you do right? that? How'd you the do odds, that math? The odds. The odds makers do it. It just updates in real time. Oh. Um, it puts it hit. puts it puts Babylon at minus one ten. Oddly, the killer, despite losing in the second round, is still even money to win and Best is the, Picture. Is the killer a Netflix movie? I think so. And it, and we know that Flower Moon is a. Apple TV is Apple. Movie. Yep. God. Now, Fablemans, I don't know what that is because Spielberg made a Netflix deal. I don't know if Fablemans is going to be a Netflix movie, though. Um, We'll have to wait and see. Top Gun Maverick is not a Netflix movie. It's not even It's not even successfully been a theater movie yet. They're, they just keep pushing it back. 
well, there we go. Well, thank Next you time so you much for hear from us, we're going to be talking about what, Chapin? The Godfather? Why? What? Because it's the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. <laughs> I like how he answers answers me and doesn't tell our audience. Like, I, I prompt you, and you answer like I don't know the answer. It was my fucking idea. Oh, Lee, you, <clears throat> you come to me and you say, huh, you know, give me justice. A, let's do a podcast on The Godfather. And I say, hey, Lee, what have you ever done for me? <laughs> and Lee, when I say, when I say, uh, when that when, and that day may never come that we do a heat podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you be, you need to be there for me. <laughs> Wasn't a bad Brando, except that you didn't have, you didn't know your lines. So I guess it was a no, no, a, I a, thought, a great I Brando. Was excellent, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I, I actually wanted to, you to keep it going, but uh, it's better than Lee your Shakespeare monologue. Interrupted you. All right, is that it? Is that it? Is that so how that's we going to do it for this edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. Thank you so much for reminiscing with us on a trip you didn't attend and weren't really interested <laughs> in looking at. So, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, I know this. The exciting part of the fix uh, the Get Your Film Fix podcast year is done, but. Um, we're all excited to jump into this new season of things and have some arguments. And um, Lee, you have a well, I just question. thought, you know, we're always asking for feedback. Let us know some things you'd like us to talk about this year. You know, we're going to do a 50th like, anniversary revisit of The Godfather. Movies. We always do our our 20-year retrospectives. You know, maybe we can fit in a director retrospective this year. But, you know, we're not afraid to just, like, do a random movie if there's something you want to hear us discuss. Me and Chapin did... Miami Vice and Black Hat for no reason. Oh, well, Welcome fa- to this uh, edition of Legally Blonde 2. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we need to do a Legally Blonde 2 pod, then we'll that's what's gonna, we'll then do we'll it. Do it. <laughs> Legally Blonde 3 is coming out this year, so it wouldn't if, be entirely inappropriate. If you guys had to ask, if, if you think, if you had, if your wives had to suggest a movie, what do you think they would suggest? Like, what, 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 are, what have they wanted you to do? It's a good question. Lydia doesn't watch a lot of movies. Um, she probably go to want, film school, though. She's familiar with. She'd it, probably be interested in hearing our thoughts on like a a '90s thriller. Mm. I think Sarah would be like interested in like a Heather's sort of situation. It's like an '80s movie. Uh, not necessarily an 80s movie, but uh, something like that. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I know it. For saying Heathers? No, not being able to like pinpoint the oh. exact movie. It's like anything with Winona Ryder. 1996's Little Women. There's this, there's this How to Make an American movie. Quilt. There's one movie she watched as a kid with a bunch of girls in it. They're all famous, and I don't know the name of it. Mystic oh, Pizza. I, I think I know what you're talking about. What are you talking? What am I talking about? Um, I know. I know what she's talking about. Stand by. Stand by me. No, nope, that's not it. Chapin. That's a bunch of boys. Like the army loves its manuals. 
talk amongst yourselves. Jesus. No, I'm I'm very curious what what you come up with here. Oh, it's, oh, like, it's called now and then. Yes, I think that's it. So that's what Sarah wants us to review. Now and then, starring Christina Ricci, Demi Moore, and Rosie O'Donnell. All the all the sex symbols. <laughs> Introducing Thora Birch and a staple of the '90s, Gabby Hoffman. What about Devin Sawa? He's a fucking. Oh, so. He's in that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah, that's the... Uh, Lydia would want us to review Little Giants, Wild America. Oh, all yeah. The, Sarah, all the, all the Devin Sawa hits. Little Giants, so that would be a good one. <laughs> oh, Sandlot. If we did the Sandlot, it would be over. Oh, we'd probably get a good response to the Sandlot. All right. There we Thank go, you so Katie. much for listening. We love you guys. Stay safe out there. COVID's over. On to the next one. Nuclear bombs. I shed a tear. Oh, I love Vegas. Jesus Christ, do I love Vegas. I'll make it, make it good and clear. It's because Thank you very much.